0: 8
1: News. It's 11 o'clock on Ben Che. Tonight's headlines. The government unveils reforms to speed up the delivery of land for development. One of Hong Kong's biggest gym chains, Fitness First, goes under. And 300 more mainland medical staff arrive in Hong Kong to fight COVID. The government has unveiled a series of reforms it says will speed up the process of delivering land for development by as much as two and a half years. However, officials admit it will leave members of the public with fewer channels to express their views.
2: Mike Weeks has more. The Development Bureau says it wants to change laws relating to town planning, reclamation, road and rail works, and environmental assessments. Officials say the changes will fix what they say are obsolete or ambiguous arrangements. For example, people will be forbidden from seeking to change the use of plots of lands that they don't own. The changes will limit the right of people, other than landowners, their representatives or officials, to be heard in change-of-use applications. But officials say the public will still have channels to make their views known. The wide-ranging proposals will also see the process for approving zoning platforms streamlined. Complaints processes may also be simplified so multiple departments will not handle the same cases. But a researcher from Liber
1: Research Community, an independent think tank, says he believes the new plans by the Development Bureau would greatly reduce public participation in town planning. Caesar Lang said a lack of public scrutiny and engagement could affect quality of future development projects.
3: Of course you could always increase the speed by cutting procedures, but that is at the expense of some of the um, meaning of these procedures. One of the most prominent features of this Uh, Amendment is to greatly reduce the time and amount of public participation. Planning is not just about the speed. It's also about the quality of planning. So if you have a planning project that is not what the public has wanted, it, it is not necessarily a good plan.
1: One of Hong Kong's biggest gym chains, Fitness First, has announced its closure, citing what it called prolonged challenges. The chain said its management, parent company and shareholders had exhausted all avenues to keep the business alive. It says it's in touch with customers at its eight gyms about their service plans. Gyms and other entertainment venues have been shut since January to stem the spread of COVID. Gordon Yao from Hong Kong Fitness Guide said he's not surprised by the closure of Fitness First, as big chains struggle with huge rent bills. I
3: think we are not expected to open before 420, but we hope that we can open as soon as possible because it is so hard for us to survive if we cannot open for more than three months. I think the cash flow of many gyms and fitness value is very difficult right now.
1: Another 300 medics have arrived from the mainland to take care of COVID patients here. Most of them will be based at the Community Treatment Centre at Asia World Expo. Chief Executive Carrie Lam personally welcomed them at the Hung Y wai Control Point and expressed her gratitude for their work. She said the team was drawn from 22 top-notch hospitals in Guangdong.
0: They are all highly qualified and well-trained medical personnel working in the, the highest grade of hospitals in the Guangdong province. The other is uh, they have all been um, uh, selected to come based on their knowledge of Cantonese, their knowledge of English, and also their previous anti-epidemic experience in Guangdong or in other parts of the mainland, just like in Wuhan. And uh, they're also very young. So uh, they will be a, a, a major uh, uh, boost to the uh, workforce of the hospital uh, authority.
1: And some news just in. The Japan Meteorological Agency says a 7.3 magnitude earthquake has struck Japan's Miyagi Prefecture and that strong tremors have been felt in northeastern and eastern areas of the country. A tsunami advisory has been issued. The Acting Home Affairs Secretary Jack Chan says the Stay Home Safe hotline has been handling more than 10,000 home quarantine-related calls every day. Speaking on an RTHK program, the minister said authorities would be able to further ramp up the multi-line system from 280 to 550 lines when necessary. And on to the weather, mainly cloudy with a few showers tomorrow, visibility rather low in some areas at first, but sunny during the day. Right now is 22 degrees Celsius, the humidity 89%. RTHK, the time is now 5 minutes past 11.00. Health authorities reported just under 30,000 new COVID cases today as the total number of infections in the Omicron outbreak here fast approaches 1 million. There were also 217 deaths at public hospitals over the last 24-hour reporting period. Jimmy Choi has more. The number of new daily COVID cases is hovering around 30,000.
3: Health authorities say there were 14,454 infections confirmed by PCR tests, along with 14,818 reported by people who took rapid antigen tests. That put the day's tally at 29,272. The total number of infections in the fifth wave has now topped 960,000. And having taken into account earlier positive self-test results that were submitted about a week after a reporting platform was launched, Centre for Health Protection controller Edwin Choi said authorities believe cases peaked around March the third at nearly 77,000. Dr. Choi said in the past week, infections remained high and steady at about 30,000 each day.
1: The Leisure and Cultural Services Department says all gazetted beaches will be cordoned off from tomorrow as officials seek to further strengthen social distancing measures. The department has not provided lifeguard services since the fifth wave began, but said it wanted to reduce gatherings and limit virus transmission. They'll stay closed until further notice. The Center for Health Protection's head, Edwin Choi, was asked about the decision.
3: For the social distancing measures during this the fifth wave, uh, especially now we have about uh, 30,000 cases a day. So our current measures is to... To enhance our stringent social distancing measures, especially when there are gatherings indoors and both outdoors. So, um, because there will be some gatherings and also the mass of activities, so uh, we'll still uh, request for uh, such a stringent measures, especially for the outdoors like beach.
1: The head of the Private Hospitals Association, William Ho, says private hospitals are already doing their very best to help ease the burden on the hospital authority by offering as many beds as they possibly can for public health patients. He was responding to reported criticism of the association's offer to take 1,000 non-COVID patients from public hospitals. As Damon Pang reports.
3: The Tarkong newspaper quoted Hospital Authority Chairman Henry Fan as saying he was disappointed with the private hospital's offer, saying they should set aside 2,500 beds or around half of their overall capacity. But Dr Ho told an RTHK radio program that Mr Fan needed to put himself in other people's shoes and that there was no need for finger-pointing. He said the association's 13-member hospitals are currently operating at less than two-thirds of their capacity because many staff have come down with COVID or have gone into quarantine. Dr Ho said if the majority of their hospital beds were now taken up by public patients, then private patients would be left out and they might be forced to return to public hospitals to seek treatment. For example,
2: if we can actually operate 60% of beds, you take up 50%. Can we only have 10% of capacity left for private patients? Is that realistic? If that's the government's decision, we can't really object to it. But then is it that after you fill up public hospitals, you fill up the private ones. Patients can't go anywhere if they don't have COVID. They will just go back to A&E departments in the end, right?
3: Dr Ho also pointed out that new antiviral drugs to treat COVID patients are not yet available at private hospitals or their clinics. Paxlovid, which has proved to be effective in reducing viral loads and could cut deaths and hospital admissions by up to 90%, is now being used in the public health system. But the president of the Society of Hospital Pharmacists, William Choi, told RTHK that Pfizer pills may cause harmful reactions if taken with other prescription medication. He urged COVID patients to provide doctors with a list of medicines they've been taking to help them
1: decide whether to prescribe the new antiviral. A senior Communist Party official in Jilin says the province is in a last-ditch battle against COVID. The northeastern region, bordering bordering North Korea and Russia, accounted for three-quarters of the mainland's total new cases reported today, which were down significantly from
2: Tuesday. Mike Weeks reports. The official Jilin Daily newspaper reported that authorities have called for blanket testing in the province with Provincial Communist Party Secretary Jing Jun-hei urging health departments to ensure not a single person is missed. The National Health Commission reported 1,456 new COVID cases in the province, the vast majority of them in the city of Changchun. New local infections nationwide totaled 1,860, down from over 3,500 on Tuesday. The number of new asymptomatic cases, which the authorities do not classify as confirmed infections, stood at 1,338, compared with 1,768 a day earlier. Although Jilin's infections had fallen dramatically from the day before, they were still over a 1,000 for a fourth consecutive day. Mr Jing described the battle to stamp out the mainland's worst COVID outbreak in two years as having entered a critical stage. Shanghai saw five new local infections and nearly 200 asymptomatic cases. Guangdong logged 59 new locally spread COVID cases, 55 of them in Shenzhen. Provincial health authorities also confirmed 19 imported infections from Hong Kong. Japan says it is lifting COVID restrictions imposed on Tokyo
1: and 17 other prefectures as its Omicron wave ebbs after record infection rates last month. Prime Minister Fumio Kishida told a news conference that quasi-emergency restrictions would be lifted as of March 21 and that the country would slowly start returning to normal. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky has used a rare live address to the U.S. Congress to make an emotional appeal for more help from America to fight the Russian attack on his country. Speaking via video link from Kiev, he pleaded for the U.S. to impose a no-fly zone over Ukraine or at least to supply fighter jets. Mr. Zelensky also told President Biden that the U.S. had a vital role in ensuring global peace. Being the leader of the world means to be
3: the leader of peace. Peace in your country doesn't depend anymore only on you and your people. It depends on those next to you, on those who are strong. Strong doesn't mean weak. Strong is brave and ready to fight for the life of his citizens and citizens of the world.
1: President Biden has previously insisted he would not impose a no-fly zone, fearing it would lead to a direct confrontation with Russia. But the U.S. is offering further military aid to Ukraine. A ballistic missile launched by North Korea from an airfield near Pyongyang has exploded shortly after being launched. The BBC's Laura Bicker reports from Seoul.
3: The suspected ballistic missile test failed, but it will have allowed North Korea's scientists to learn what works and what doesn't. The specialist website NK News has a photograph from a source in Pyongyang which shows a red-tinted ball of smoke in the sky which experts believe would be consistent with a catastrophic failure. North Korea has carried out nine successful weapons tests this year. The US believes two of those tests involved parts of a new long-range missile – Washington has stepped up surveillance in the region and has condemned the launches. But in his 10th year in power, Kim Jong-un seems undeterred.
1: To finance, and Hong Kong stocks today recouped more, most of their more than 10% loss over the previous two days after Beijing pledged much-needed support to beaten down markets. The Xinhua News Agency said authorities would maintain capital market stability and adopt measures to handle risks for troubled property developers. The news lit a fire under the Hang Seng Index, which rocketed over 9% or 1,672 points to close at 20,087. Turnover soared to more than $300 billion. The Shanghai Composite Index climbed 3.5% to 3,170, while Shenzhen shares finished 3.6% higher at 2,086. And in sports, a spokesman for Ken Griffin, the founder of the hedge fund Citadel, says he and the owners of the U.S. baseball team, the Chicago Cubs, plan to buy English Premier League football club Chelsea. Griffin and the Cubs' owners, the Ricketts family, have formed an investment group that is set to make a formal offer for the London club on Friday. And to end the news, the top stories again. The government unveils reforms to speed up the delivery of land for development. One of Hong Kong's biggest gym chains, Fitness First, goes under. And 300 more mainland medical staff arrive in Hong Kong to fight COVID. And that's the news from RTHK. RTHK
0: Radio Free